And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! At good evening everybody welcome it's a bit of an odd one doing it on a friday night uh but thank you for joining us and thank you for listening in wherever you are we are just less than 24 hours away before you all make the uh, epic trip down to colchester um it's going to be a a bit of a good one uh, i hope bruce how are you feeling nice to see you i'm all right mate thank you you, you too always all right on a friday um, not not too happy that I've had to don my, go in my wardrobe and look for my, my little hoodie, but uh, it's getting chilly up here. I don't know about with you. Uh, yeah, do you know what? It's not too bad. Fresh is probably what your dad would say. Um, it's a bit fresh. Uh, let's have a look. See this. Rob's going to join us in a second. He's, uh, uh, I don't know if it's us uh, or uh, something else. Cranking up the laptop. Hey, some it though. Mine's going a little bit off and on at the moment. It's starting to flicker. I've never had that before. Uh, but um, that's all right. It'll be good. Um, well, I guess, have we done anything since the last... We did, didn't we? We did the, some... the Twitter space, didn't we, or whatever you call it. That, that was quite yeah. good. Yeah. What did you think of the game then? Now you've had time to reflect on it. I just think it was not... Uh, what I said on the night, really, I, I've not really changed um, too much what I think. I just thought it, it wasn't a great performance, but I'm not too bothered in one one result or one performance because, by all accounts, the the game before that we were we were really good at Newport. So no, it's all right, and I'm quite quietly confident tomorrow night or tomorrow's afternoon. Sorry. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting tomorrow. They're um, one of those clubs that are a bit you know basket casey in a way, aren't they? Uh, but um... yeah, they're another struggler, aren't they? I hope they don't. I hope they don't raise the game against uh, against the, now the big now the big boys are in town. Pressure, yeah, the big boys from from the top half of the table. <laughs> uh, speaking oh, about we were... that, go on. Sorry, yeah, can I go on? I uh, I watched the latest uh, couple of Wrexham episodes tonight. The uh, I thought it, I thought somebody said it was only eight episodes, but it's not. It's gone on, and they've oh, just sorry. they're only about eight or ten games into the season. So, oh, uh, are they? Yeah, and they've just gone to the first game away at Maidenhead and. They've travelled over from the states and they got beat, which was great. I always, I always remember that. Good evening, good evening, Rob. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. We were just talking about um, the Welcome to Wrexham documentary that's just been brought out. I don't know if you've seen any of it, uh, but we're, we're waiting for our masterpiece at the end of it. You keep you keep uh, glitching, so I get half the conversation and I, I miss the other half. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest; that's that's most of the podcast anyway. That's yeah, actually just, just the way we speak, isn't it? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully it'll f- fix itself. It seems to be um, clipping in and out. Uh, is this going to be Chris Hargreave all over again, Bruce? 
what match abandoned after after 10 minutes <laughs> i think that was because he had yeovil town on the phone waiting to do his deal for the manager's job isn't it i oh, know he just done hasn't he? he just got approved uh, right, rob, same day. oh yeah it was wasn't it rob thank you so much for joining us uh for anyone who doesn't know so uh uh, Matt Newton, who is about to go on his honeymoon, uh, he told me earlier, um, uh, does an incredible charity in memory of Richard Broadley, whose birthday it is today, believe it or not. Um, one of the uh, really f- uh, fantastically fan- uh, fanatic Mariners fan who sadly passed away uh, far too young. Uh, and, in, and, in, uh, and in memory of him, uh, we raise, uh, try and do our best to raise as much money as possible, including... Uh, press ganging in any any former mariner legend that looks even remotely interested and rob is uh rob is one of the worthy participants as well um i mean rob it was i guess that firstly i mean thank you and hopefully you can hear this but um i I guess it was a relatively short time at the club but what were your overriding memories uh to to of, of of your time uh i guess under russell slade wasn't it mostly and and being at grimsby yeah, I, if I recall correctly, I came in late in the first season. Uh, I think I played a pre-season game against Gunthorpe on a Friday night or something. And then signed on the following Monday uh, from uh, from Stockport with Russell. So I think Russell took over that, that summer. Obviously, had a, he, I think he turned up on day one of pre-season with very few players. Uh, it was a bit of a, a hectic pre-season for everybody. Uh, a lot of new players. And then the first year... First season for me, to be brutally honest, didn't, didn't go well at all. Uh, I got injured after the second game of the season. First home game of the season, I got injured. Out for, I think it was 12, 12 14 weeks. And I never really recovered from that. Uh, played a few in-house games, which are called reserve games back then. And it wasn't until probably the last five, five, six games of the season that really I, I started to, to show what I could do on the football pitch because before that... It just wasn't clicking, and uh, I'll be the first one to, show, to say that it wasn't at the level that it needed to be for for where Grimsby Town were at that at that point. <coughs> Excuse me. So, but then uh, Russell showed faith in me in the summer. Uh, he asked me to come back to do one more year. I've, uh, I think I fractured my cheekbone last game of the season, so I was out for a little bit with that. But pre-season, I came back with probably a, a different mentality, uh, a different mindset. Uh, I bought, I moved across. I bought a house, uh, which helped. Uh, and then the second season, for me personally, couldn't have gone any better. Uh, as a as a collective, yes, we could have got over the line in the, in the playoff final. But I personally, week in week out, I was I was playing well. <clears throat> I was doing the right things. I was scoring goals. Uh, I was leading, uh, which was a good thing for me. So a complete contrast from season one to season two, uh, and. I think at football, as people keep saying, well, what, what, what happened? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just one of those things that it just clicked for me. Uh, and I think I played well, the vast majority of that season, every game, week in, week out, Saturday, Tuesday. Uh, a decent cup run that second season. But everything just clicked. Uh, and, and and thankfully, th- thankfully, it did for me as an individual. The um, The first time, sorry, the first season, Rob, was it? The club were on the back of successive relegations. They've been in the championship two seasons before. Did did that sort of make you think twice about coming to Grimsby, or or did Russell sort of sell his plan? Because and then I think second part of the question, just bearing on what you've said, it probably 
there were a lot of new players that first season. And I think your form, probably the team was hit and miss, wasn't it, throughout the season, really? We had some good results and we had some not so good results. And I think it was just the, the, the club needed a period of consolidation, didn't it? Oh, very much so. Uh, I think you can get into a spiral where it becomes a, a loss is just the norm. And I think that probably potentially came apparent in the, in the two seasons before that. Uh, Russell had to change something to try and get them back on a on an even foot and stepping in the in the right direction again. Uh, if it, to answer your first question, I think it was Russell. Russell is a very uh, charismatic individual, uh, and I got along with him straight away. Uh, he he said the same things that I that, that I would say. He thought the same way that I would I would think. So I think I spent three or four days of preseason with with the group as a whole before I played in that game, and then obviously signed the following week. But he's. His enthusiasm for the game, his enthusiasm to do well, uh, his, his enthusiasm to take the club back forward from where it was, uh, is I think the, the, the thing that sold it to to me to, to come across. And then obviously the second, the, well, you, you, we talk about the ups and downs in the first season, and we can all make excuses. I just wasn't good enough first year. I just wasn't. I was nowhere near where I needed to be, uh, physically, mentally. Probably wasn't anywhere near where I needed to be to be in that kind of. Sort of Surroundings and in that environment, and I'm not I'm not looking for excuses of anybody and not going to blame anybody else. It was it was solely down to me. And then as as I said, I, I don't know how it flipped from the one season to the next because the second couldn't have gone any better. The the personnel weren't that different in season two, were they? To season one, there were a few a few changes, but the the, the main players that were there were, were there the previous season, weren't they? Really, uh, you know, the likes yeah. of yourself, Ready, um, you know. Um, who was in the midfield? Paul Bolland, yeah. um, you know players like that. They, 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 unless I'm mistaken, Bolland was there the first season, was he? Or not? Did he come uh, second? Parky no, as well, think, wasn't that? I think he. I think Paul Bolland came in second. Uh, Parky he did, did he? Sorry, yeah. There, there weren't there weren't too many changes, but Park, yeah, Parkinson was there, wasn't he, Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we brought in we brought in Gary Jones in the second season. Uh, Tom Newey came across. Kieran Torner came across from uh, ex Tottenham. Uh, Milden Hall came in the building uh, from down south, so there was there was there was some in, there was some characters that came into the team and into the squad in the dressing room that second season that wasn't really there the first season, uh, but yeah I think seven or eight left first after the first year, uh, and then obviously seven or eight left after the second year, so uh, as well as well as Russell, so but no you can talk about characters and this that and the other, but I think first and foremost you've got to look at yourself. If we take it, if we take it right back, sort of, we've, we've darted all over a little bit. But how did you? Has your have you got? Has your family got a history in the game? Did you just? Did you just sort of take it up as you know at school or with mates or whatever? How did you? How did you sort of get into football? Did you go and watch it? My parents have never kicked the ball in their life. Uh, my old, my old, middle brother doesn't play football. Little sister not interested in football. Youngest brother a little bit interested in football. Uh, so for me, just completely different. Uh, it was something I, I, I grew up to love when I was a kid. I'd go and play on the backfield where I lived and spend like most young kids seven, eight, nine hours in, on the on the backfield and play twenty aside and twenty five aside with the goalposts and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, go on my own, play, in the, play, on the, play on the road. And we used to play a game called Gatey. It was called. So you look after your own gate where your house was. And you'd go and score on other people's. So you'd spend hours and hours and hours just playing football. Then I, I went to the local team. Uh, obviously started at a local team, playing centre forward, believe it or not. 
uh, and then it just it just took off from there to be brutally honest so i went as a kid i was probably playing six seven eight months start months and then now I, I went to my united i went to nottingham forest i went to york city so it's it, it gets you and we all know that it gets you it gets you from day dot uh but when the, the likes of those clubs are are looking at you and, and want you to go down and spend weekends and and evenings and play for them and whatnot it just enthuses enthuses you more uh, and that's how it was uh i just i think the people who know me and know me really well I'm, I'm very focused and driven on what i want uh and as soon as the the boys were the, the teams were looking at me at that that point that's all i wanted to do uh and i go i went a backwards way around it to get to where i did but uh, that's all i wanted to do Sorry, I'm trying to find your goals. Bruce, have you have you got them instead? Because all I'm doing is uh, breaching GDPR rules and throwing Jim's number up uh, <laughs> on the screen. Uh, have you got, have you, which one do you, I've got a uh, goal of home and away. Absolute thunder bastard one. I've got his first goal for Kidderminster, which was right at the end of the first season, wasn't it? Yeah, that's when uh, I thought my cheek going on. Uh, was it there, was it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, about, about 25 minutes after that, I thought my cheek going, yeah. But uh, I hope you've got the talky goal. Uh, we might just be able to assist with that. Is that the left foot, yeah. the left foot rocket from in, just yeah. inside the box? Yeah, yeah we've, we've got that. We've got that. Um, <laughs> what is it, Alex? Is it video file or share screen? Uh, if you, yeah, share your screen, mate, because I, I tried to do that and I just pulled up the WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. I can do that. All right, hang on there. There you go. I've got you. Uh, there you are. Yeah, I just need... Oh, God. That's a bit. Uh, oh, me, I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 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 remove how the sausage works, and then uh, you know how the sausage is made. Yeah. But what was it? What was it like moving across from Stockport? Because the teams had had, a, I guess, a similar trajectory at the time, um, and sort of similar sort of size and 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 makeup. It was it. I don't. Know, where was Stockport at the time when you moved across? Were they? They were the sort of similar league, weren't they? Stop. No, Stockport was still in League One. Uh, yeah. changed management from uh, Carlton Palmer to Sammy McElroy. Uh, Sammy and I didn't get along. Uh, Sammy wanted his players, he didn't want me. Uh, there was requirements that tried to get me get rid of me to Accurate and Stanley, who were in the Unibon Premier oh, at that wow. time. And I said no. Uh, and then, obviously, Russell called and said, would you like to come and have a look uh, at, at, at what we're trying to do here? Uh, potentially being, being a part of of the the upward upward spiral as you like, uh, and then that was it really. I, I I sorted out my deal with with Stockport, and I, I moved across quite quickly. Did you, were you in were you in digs, Rob, or did you what did you what did you do in that first year? You said you bought a house in the second year. Were you did you stay over or did you commute or what did you do? No, the initial probably initial probably no, the first two months I stayed in the B and B at the top of the hill, uh, which wasn't ideal. Living out with a suitcase and a bag is not not perfect, uh, but then my house was ready probably two or three months before the end of the season. Uh, so I threw myself in lock, stock, and barrel because I didn't sign a one-year deal, and I'd I'd, moved, I'd sold my house back home. I'd gone across. Uh, I think that's when it really dawned on me that you've got to get your finger out here, Rob, because otherwise you're going to find yourself in Grimsby without a club, and because of the way the first season went. Uh, you were going to struggle to struggle to get anybody where you really wanted to go. So uh, I think the fact that it, the fact that you you've you've worked so hard to get out of your semi-pro football into professional football, 
uh, it dawns on you that it's very easy to go back into where you came from if you haven't got yourself sorted. Uh, so, no, I, I moved. I moved across. Uh, loved, lived next door to a lovely family who looked after me when I was on my own, and then obviously my wife came across the part-time part of the week, which is great. And then I just create that balance. The, the balance, excuse me, was right. And obviously, if the balance is right off the pitch, then you get what uh, you get your rewards on it. Brilliant. Right, I've got the I've got the first goal, Alex, which is um, a Kidderminster away. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Guys, it doesn't feel like yesterday. I'm not sure that was a tremendous delivery. It's a bit. It's just a, a lofted ball into the box. In there, look how high it is. I think that was that Maka putting it in the box. Most probably. Great, I'm not being funny, but it's a great header though. It is a great <laughs> header. I think that's. I think that's probably Grit stood about two yards out, waiting for the keeper to save it and parry it to his feet, wasn't it? I potentially, <laughs> I. I. <laughs> I tell you something. Rob, Rob on the end of one of these Jordan Cropper throws would be a lethal combination. <laughs> a centre-back pairing with Luke Waterfall, but I'm not... Yeah, God. <laughs> right, let me just find the other one. While, while we've got this on, and then I can I can turn it off then. I think this is the one you're talking about, Rob. Yeah. It's the one I tell my two, two boys about, and they just laugh at me, that say, you, you haven't got the technique to do that. Where is it? I'll send it to you as well. Hang on, let me just let why that went a bit funny then. Oh, it's a long ball again. Is that Maka? That's the one. <laughs> you broke the net. I assume they built yeah. you for it, didn't they? Uh, we'll do, but... I think they were more, more surprised that I scored that they just left me alone. <laughs> I think that one's worthy of a second playing. Just, just double checking if you actually had a goal bonus on the contract. No chance. No chance. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a story I went when I went to Hibs about goal bonuses. Uh, Go on then, if you can, we so, would love to hear it. So the the deal was getting done, uh, and there was a clause in well, the agent tried to put a clause in there about goal bonuses, uh, and then they tried to put a clause in about clean sheets, and he said, "I'll give you a clean sheet bonus and your goal bonus if." Every time you concede, you pay me. <laughs> that's so, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I just left that one alone. That's a, that, that's a that, good that counter. That was in the first season with Anthony Williams, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I do like that, though. That oh, makes yeah, someone... yeah. Very, very savvy, Mr. Mr. Uh, Petri. He was very savvy indeed. What was, I mean, that's a good, I guess, one of the questions we asked is sort of, when you when you'd moved to Hibbert, was there a is there a difference at the time between the standard of SPL compared to um, to to League Two? I imagine I, I've always thought it'd be at a higher standard to to what you would you were playing at Town. Yeah, it, it was a higher standard. Obviously, you, you don't play against Rangers and Celtic every week, uh, and the standard that they're playing and the, and the standard of players that they had there. Uh, but I think I think. Being brutally honest, it was easier for me because I'd come back. I'd, come, I'd, I'd gone up after the playoff final, so we'd already had trained for two weeks. Then I had ten days once I was I was sold to find a house, move my wife and Ethan, my youngest boy, up. It was only six weeks old at the time, uh, to get back in it. And then when we got up there, I was in straight in the games because we had a, a European uh, Cup tie to play, so it was just seamless. So it was. I didn't have time to reflect. I didn't have time to 
to probably let my body rest uh, and then start pre-season again. It was just straight at it. And uh, I think that was the most positive part for, for me was not to think about it too much, uh, just get back on the football pitch and, and do what I did for the for the previous season for this next one. So, And then obviously the season that uh, I went up there, I know again, it couldn't go any better. But yeah, it was different. Uh, the game was probably a little bit quicker. It was a little bit more technically savvy up there at that point. Uh, but I think that the big thing that helped me was the, the lack of midweek games. So, you, obviously, down here, where you go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, it's just relentless. Where up there, very rarely you, would you play a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You'd get one in a cup, a cup every now and again, but you wouldn't play a great deal of league games during the week. So, you'd, you were able to, to recover fully and then get ready for the next week. So, I think that was was really important for me when I, I went up there, uh, being a, a unknown really to, to Scottish football. But then on the flip side of that, that was what made it really difficult when I came back down again because my body had been tuned to play Saturday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday and then I couldn't recover. Excuse me, I couldn't recover to play the Tuesday, Wednesday. It took me probably about five or six months to retune my body and to, to being able to recover and go again. That's that's really interesting, actually. I've got to ask, what was it like scoring the winner for for Hibs in the League Cup against Hearts? <laughs> well, that was actually a Friday night game. That was uh, but... John Collins' first game in charge, uh, and we we talk about local derbies and players knowing what it means and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, but unless you're a fan of either club, you don't understand what it means. You yeah. have no idea what you have no idea what it means to these sports up. Where they go to work the next day and brag about this, and it's their life as a whole. We have we have absolutely no idea, uh, but you're told about it, and you're reading the papers and what and whatnot. And the rumor goes around the dressing room that it's a it's a really difficult uh, and pivotal time for supporters and fans alike and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so you do get you do become accustomed to it, and also you do become ingrained in their mentality. Uh, but it was nice to score another volley. A bit close at that time, though. <laughs> yeah. it was another volley, uh, and so it was lovely to score to score against them in Easter Road. Uh, it was brilliant. Obviously, progressing into the next round uh, of the cup. But uh, no, I think like every footballer, you just love scoring goals and winning games, and and that one was no different. Didn't have to buy a pint in Edinburgh for a couple of weeks after that, surely. <laughs> I think I ate, I ate out, out for free for a few weeks after that one. Uh, but I think because I was there for three and a half years, you become yeah. accustomed to the to the pure hatred of the two clubs. Uh, and I still refer to them as them over there. I don't refer to them as their name. And it's it's probably just ingrained in me now that you have a, you have a dislike for them because of who you played for. Have you been back to see any of your, your former teams play lately? You've been in any of you been and watched anybody? Uh, not this season. Uh, last season, I went to a few games over at Hibs. Uh, went did a, I did a few Sheffield Wednesday games. I did a Doncaster game. Uh, I haven't been as close to the seafront uh, to do a Grimsby game for a quite quite a while. Uh, but right now, I'm I'm just crazy busy. So Saturdays are my busy days. Sundays are my relentless days with with coaching and, and games. So I very rarely get out to watch games at the moment, which is it's sad in a little sense. But every now and again, now and again, I get a phone call or a text message that invite me up to to a game, and I go up, I take the two boys, uh, and we watch the game, and it, it, it's 
it's lovely to be in the crowd and, and watching games when you're, you're not under that crazy amount of scrutiny and pressure. I think we um, obviously you've you, you've you've watched from afar of, of what's gone on in the last fifteen or so years with Grimsby, um, and the club hopefully now is on a an upward trajectory again. Um, so I, I think one of the things that we do need to work on as a club, um, and I think the Mariners Trust have sort of involved a little bit, is you know former players and having a bit. I, I think we need some sort of former players club, if you like, or whatever you want to call it. Um, because the fans, it's, it's always, the broadly the fans, WhatsApp group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the fans, the fans always like to see somebody come back and have a wander around the pitch and wave at half time and do the draw. And um, you know, a lot of the time, the play, like you say, it's it's nice for the players to be invited back and be fondly remembered as well. Under Holloway, you'd have been a, you'd have been a, you'd have been asked to bring your boots. <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> that was a that was a difficult time, wasn't it? Wait, have you we have you been surprised that the the club has sort of that's the highest we've been now it, since since are, are you surprised that that's the case or or could you see other clubs sort of overtaking town as they sort of sat not sat still I guess but weren't moving as quickly as others went backwards I think is the word went you're back. looking for <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a difficult one because uh, when I was there what in 2004 I think it was uh, 2004 2005 yeah. They was talking about moving to the new stadium at Greycoats back then. Any day uh, now. <laughs> yeah, any day now. Uh, and it was all ready to go and we were selling this and selling that and it was on the upward spiral and then two weeks later you'd, you'd find a, someone tell you that it's not happening and this is moving here and moving there. I think the last time I came, I came across was I was interviewed for the 18s quarters job Uh and then I didn't. I didn't take it in the end. I moved where I was, and that was probably about four, four and a bit years ago now. Uh, but no, I, I think you can't be surprised in football uh, because nothing should surprise you because there's, there's so much ha- that happens. Saddened a little bit, yes. Surprised, no. Uh, it's probably the, the the most pivotal point where. Football, you can never predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you can never predict the, the weekend's games. You don't really know what's going to happen. You can always have an inkling of this might happen, that might happen, but you never ever know. You never know what's going on behind the scenes uh, as a player and as a supporter. You never know the ins and outs of absolutely everything. So I think collectively you've got to take responsibility of, of one, where the club actually went to, and then collectively the responsibility is where the club's actually bouncing back to at this present moment in time. So... For me, I live my life by you can't affect your, you can't affect the past. You know, only influence the future. So for me, we look forward now, and and what's happened in the past is gone. Uh, hopefully, the people that were <clears throat> in the right positions at the right times learn from that and make sure that never happens again. I think I think that's quite sort of um, like you say it's a good attitude to have, uh, and we've spent a lot of time dwelling on the past and things like that because the the present up until recently hasn't been very good um and i think that that season that you talked about where we didn't quite make it and we lost to uh, Cheltenham at Cardiff uh was was a bit of a sliding doors moment because for quite a few seasons after that it was what if we hadn't you know mm. not not performed on that day and do you think is is there any we've, we've spoken to a few players about that that game and how we, you know, we'd we'd beaten Cheltenham, I think, twice that season already. 
Um, I certainly went to the away game. We, we, we absolutely trounced them three nil on a Friday night. Um, but we just didn't. Can you put your finger on what what went wrong in that in that final? And apart from the fact that we didn't win, uh, I think if I'm being brutally honest, the, the build up didn't help. I know in hindsight everything's easier in hindsight. Uh, so we when we travelled down because we travelled down two days early. So we travelled down and then we went to the stadium uh, this, the night before the, I think it was a League One playoff. So we walked on the pitch and seen all the, all, the, all what was there. <clears throat> then we attended the playoff final the day after. And then the day after that, we played. And for me, that takes the shine off that arena, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, it was a playoff final, but it takes the shine off that arena. And for me... In hindsight, I would rather have just turned up to the game, take the, the t- took the passion from what what was it in the arena, took the uh, probably uncertainty that was in the arena at the time, and then and then just played the game. So from my point of view, I'd have rather not gone to have a look around like a tourist, then go and watch a game as a supporter, and then go and play a game. I'd have rather just gone and play the game. But that's all in hindsight, isn't it? It's just it's one of those things because. Uh, when I played, uh, and I, I played a little bit, when I played, there's all you, you get all these players who go and stand on the pitch before the game and read the programme and have the music on. Not once did I do that, never in my entire career. Not once. As soon as I got in the dressing room, that was me. I wasn't going to leave the dressing room until it was time for warm-up. I had no interest in what the stadium looked like, what the grass was like. Didn't care. I was just going to do the same thing over and over again. So... For me, I probably committed the cardinal sin of going and standing on the pitch on the two nights before, going to sit and stand the day before, and then play. Yeah, but a bit of a distraction as well, maybe. That, like you know, to focus away a little bit, perhaps. But uh, well, we are we, we are where we are now, and, and like I say, you, you know, hopefully for for all of us, um, the clubs the clubs heading in the right direction. Yeah, but, it's uh, a different world. We've got a couple of we've got a few questions that we've uh, we've had in. Um, one that I quite like. Your thoughts on a couple of your former teammates. Um, firstly, Ashley Sostanovic. And secondly, uh, the Frenchman, Thomas Pino. So, what? Ashley Sostanovic had all the ability in the world. Uh, he was powerful. He was quick with the ball. He had a trick. He could put it in top bins if he, if he felt like it. Uh, he was difficult to get off the ball. Uh, he was aggressive. Uh, and on his day, as he showed at times at, at, at home games, he was unplayable. Uh, but then he had the other side. Uh, and that's probably well documented, the other side of it. Uh, so, Was was there a game where he did, he agreed, he said no to being a sub? Or is that just a, a town rumour? And he walked out. So the, the diplomat, in, the diplomat in me, said, "If you're asking, that, if you're asking that question, you already know the answer." <laughs> it's an interesting uh-huh. one. Uh, did you? I guess you you spoke about Pino Bruce because I thought Thomas was the same as as, as well. It was quite cultured, had a decent delivery. Uh, did you guys get to hear the hear the interview from the Notts County game uh, from Slade? If not, I'm sure we can dig it out, but. Um... No, I don't think so. But going on, on Thomas, Thomas was gifted, really gifted. Uh, he was a player uh, and he liked to play the game his way and only his way. 
Uh, so he liked to get the ball, he liked to move it, get the ball, and and be involved in almost everything. And he, he Thomas was very good, very very good. Uh, but for me, he didn't fit into a League Two side at that specific moment in time. I think I'd I'd, I'd probably envisage Thomas playing higher League One or lower Championship with a side that loves to play football and keep it tippy tappy, tippy tappy, and that's the way that's the way he was. Uh, but lovely guy, really nice guy. Uh, but he's probably was put in shoehorned into a team that probably wasn't catered for him. Yeah, he probably he probably didn't do the probably didn't do the ugly league two side, did he, of, of things and the defense the, the defensive side. There's not they don't get away you don't get away with being carried in, you know, not many managers will accept you not. You know, we've got players that talk about the minute that don't do enough of the dirty stuff. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one uh, because you, you you bring players in to play the way you want to play, but you have to. There's two sides to every game. Uh, you've got to play with the ball and without the ball. Uh, and as many players that in front of me, if you don't run around, you get you get the short short sharp shrift. Uh, so he got that a couple of times. But no, lovely guy, lovely footballer. Uh, but I think for Thomas, uh, he had his own way of playing. I found I did find it, Bruce. I found a tiny clip of of, of Slade going uh, apoplectic. I've got it. I've got it. Do you want a little bit of it? Yeah, yeah. You go. I've I've I've. You keep I found talking, it. and I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, of course. It was um. Yeah, it was an interesting time. There was so many. I hadn't felt that excited about a town team for quite a long time. There was quite a lot of energy, and it felt really weird. But things like the club was sponsored by Nike. We didn't know it was the you know Sunday League version of the sh- shirts uh, and you know it was all quite a bit of you know do you are you ready bruce i saw you Not come quite. up no, but I, I i was buzzing because we I, I don't think you played in the game against darlington did you rob sort of the first game back in league two but it was um it was we were all over them weren't we bruce was that their first game of the season the uh first game yeah i think you did you said you played in the first two games of that first season rob didn't that you? was it yeah, I think I've been the first. Uh, yeah, we were really unlucky. At, we were really unlucky at Darlington that first game under Russell Slade. Um, it was uh, yeah, a good performance considering, like you say, so many players had come in. No, it was an exciting dressing room uh, to be in. Uh, we'd had a uh, a running fitness coach brought in in the summer who put us through our paces, and we and it was. It was proving uh, proving to uh, to be a, a masterstroke by Russell because we we were fit, we were strong, we were powerful. In that summer, we'd also gone to the army camp in Cambridge, uh, which was enlightening uh, to all of us, brought us all together, and that was probably one of the most pivotal parts of of that season and how that season went really well because uh, we were up at six every morning, uh, marching around this army barracks, uh, doing all sorts of different things that were completely out of our comfort zone. Uh, being told what to do by some sergeant major who was louder and taller and wider than me. Uh, so, and he was a very angry man, so he just did what he said. Uh, but that, that that brought us all together. Uh, we we slept in, I think it was one room in bunk beds. Uh, so you talk about all these footballers who like the Parkies and the Reddies that, that have played at higher levels than we haven't been in many, many places. And we're all in sleeping bags on bunk beds. So it was it was a difficult start. Uh, but it's something that we became accustomed to and got used to, and I think that galvanised the whole the whole squad. And as you see, you, you saw that season, uh, it, it, it proved to be uh, a masterstroke again by Russell. We've got some great photos of that trip. The uh, 
I think I think Justin Whittle was just perfectly at home. Oh, very much so. Uh, Justin didn't want to leave when we got there. Uh, he, he brought all his gear, knew exactly what to do, how to tie his boots up, how to do everything. Uh, Justin was was well at home uh, with 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 all that kind of stuff. But uh, no, yeah, I think that, that group was it was completely different to the group from the previous year for many many reasons. Uh, and that little what I think it was five days away, uh, which felt like a hundred days at times, but it was five days away, and it and it, it was it was inv- invaluable to us. Brilliant, right, Alex? You ready? Yeah, yeah, you go for it because it's. I, I don't know if, if Rob hasn't heard this. It's it's quite funny. I won't play the full thing, but we'll we'll get the gist. No, we won't. Oh, you've got to press. Have you got to press the audio bit at the bottom? Oh, if you're sorry, mate. That's all right. Is there an oh, audio did you not, option? Did you, you didn't, did you not get the commentary on that first one then? No, no, the commentary was on that. Oh, no, it might not have been. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Okay, hang on then. Let me just go back to... Uh, that's One that. moment, please. This is, well, this I is guess... slick, slick BBC stuff, this. Uh... Don't worry. This is every Zoom call since 2020. It's... <laughs> it's lots of you're on mute. Yeah. Uh, where's the audio then? Uh, usually when you come in. Um, it's not. Uh, so it's hang on, let me try share. Can... Hang on, let me just stop sharing and share again. Sorry, Rob. This is uh, that's all right. right. Let's share again and we'll share the audio this time. There we go. There we go. Right, we're in. Have you got it? Good man. It's not going to be worth work. it now. This is like this, this is like this a long work. lead up to a joke that never, right. never, are right, you ready? <laughs> yes, trying to make Russell slide. Russell, well, it's a draw, but it must feel like a defeat. Well, it well, it does, John, because it's the most one sided game that we've had away from home for a good while, and um, arguably we could have been four or five goals up. The only two um, shots that Notts County's offered were absolutely spectacular by uh, Stefan Oakes and uh, they got out of jail, to be honest. But are you looking at your keeper again, particularly for the, for the first of those free kicks? I tell you who I'm looking at, the Frenchman. The Frenchman was an absolute disgrace when he went on. He gave away the free kick, didn't he? he gave away the free kick. He gave away the ball all over the pitch. He never got tight to anybody. It was an absolute disgrace. Does that mean he's on his way? Was that the, John, don't ask me questions like that. Would you put him on his way today? Let me ask it you. Would you put him on his way? I thought he played poorly. Poorly? It was a disgrace. Let's talk about the good things in the game. I mean, you were <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean <laughs> that's probably just normal. But yeah, that's just the, the dressing room. Russell was one of those. He didn't mince his words. Uh, he knew exactly where you were with him, and that's why we all got along with him too. To a point, uh, he had his his funny side, but then he had his serious side. But everybody knew where they were with Russell. What was um, what was the build up like to the to the Spurs game? I guess because I guess at, at, at town that's probably your, the, the 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 moment that stands out. Was it? Oh, very much so. Uh, apart from the what, what did they bring in? They brought in green seats, which obviously I know that green's not the the favourite colour there. So. Don't worry. I mean, uh, don't go there at the moment, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the talk of the town. They're, they're trying to find them as we speak. <laughs> uh, uh, so, to be fair, it was we knew that there was there was an atmosphere in and around the ground and and the, and the town as a whole uh, that there was excitement building and whatnot. And I, th- I remember we we did our uh, our build up the, port, the pre-build up the day before on, on that we did on the pitch. 
Uh, and Russell Bl- Russell brought his tactics board out like he did, and he had the he had the starting eleven on the piece of paper. And to, to be fair, it was it was really serious, but then he just cut it, and it became fun and just one of those things because he he said, right, this is what this is what we've got to look out for today. This player, him, 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 and him. And then he turned it over and he went, and there's six subs and you got to look up to him and him and him and him and him. <laughs> so it, it's one of those where he, he just basically said, listen, come, enjoy it, uh, stay together, do what you can for for as long as you possibly can. It's going to be really tough uh, because these are all top premiership stars or top international footballers. Uh, do as much as you can for as long as you can. Uh, work as you, you have worked throughout the season. And then see where that leads us. But I don't think Russell or, or I or anybody envisaged the, the the night that we had because I thought we were sensational from start to finish. Was there a moment in the game where you thought, "Hang on a minute, we've got a we've got a chance here"? Like, remember the the, the moment Reddy was put through and lofted it over Robinson, sort of thing. Yeah, the, the, to be fair, there was there was chances throughout the game. Uh, they had a couple towards the end, as you would expect. Uh, but I had a chance. Uh, from a corner, for, uh, I got above Ledley King. I had a chance; I probably should have scored. Uh, I think JP Kalala had another chance before he did score, uh, and we were matching it. Well, more than matching them throughout the game. Uh, the, I think the, the the duo of Bobby Keane and Jermaine Defoe were in front of us for an awful lot. Uh, I think they got in very early on in the, in the game, and I think Millie saved a, a good shot, but that settled us down a little bit. But I can't really envisage and visualise how many real clear-cut chances they had, considering how, how good their players were. So, for us, it was it was about start, trying to start well, stay in the game and build on that. And I think, uh, well, what we did, we did extremely well throughout throughout the first half. Quite enthused by going in at 0-0 at half-time. But then it was just, it was same again, same again, same again. Uh, and then, obviously, they brought uh, Lennon on, didn't they, later on. So we are all absolutely knackered. Gary Croft is play is playing at fullback, and he ran at him. I've never seen this kid before in my entire life, and he ran at him, and uh, I think he'd gone out for a throw, in, and and he cried. Gary Croft turned around and looked at me and said, "What am I supposed to do with this guy?" Uh, well, Croft, Croft wasn't slow, but this no. guy, what well, he was lightning. This kid, it was frightening how quick he was, and he said, "Rob, you got to help me." And I said, "Listen." I can't do it. I can't help you. I've got these two inside me. I can't deal with you as well. And to be fair, I, I, I think Lennon got in a couple of times on the outside, but we dealt with the cross with ease. But uh, it was just, I just remember the whites of Gary's eyes and say, please help me, please help me, please help me. <laughs> I, th- I think that was coming to the end of the period where the, the Premier League play that, plays fairly strong sides, wasn't it? Um, sort of in, 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 a, in a few years after that, they, they played a lot more of the younger players. Yeah, yeah, which, well, you can look at two ways, can't you? The younger players get the chance to go and play uh, and experience that kind of stuff. But when you're a, a low league side playing the big boys, you want to play against the best players. Uh, so it's got it's got a two way way thing to it. But it's changed now from when when obviously when I played uh, in the early years, where teams were strong and it was it probably meant more to them than trying to get the Champions League and, and whatnot. So. Because uh, the big boy, that's all. That's all they're after now: the Champions League and that top four position. Were you were you aware in the following following round uh, what Justin had done 
uh, to uh, to old Shearer. Well, I was I was aware that uh, there'd been an altercation probably well, 15, 20 minutes into the game between the pair of them. Uh, didn't know what it was. Justin, all I, know, all I remember was Justin wasn't very happy. Uh, and when Justin's not very happy, you try and stay away from him. So, uh, and then obviously what happened, happened. Uh, Justin to this day still reiterates that it, it was not any malice or any meaning to it. Uh, people can make their own mind up and judgment of that. Uh, but it was one of those things, that, like I said, you, these things happen on a football pitch. And uh, you, for me, if you are prepared to give it out, you've got to be prepared to take it. I can't imagine what it'd been like in a relatively tight tunnel afterwards. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I think for some people it was a very slow walk in, down to the tunnel. A very slow walk to miss, make sure Mr. Shearer had got to his dressing room. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I did what I always do. I I went round and, and clapped supporters regardless, and I was probably always the last one in. But uh, there, there was no fracas or anything in the in the tunnel, so. I'm presuming it all just calmed down. Rob, one of the just going back to something you said a few minutes ago about Slade getting his uh, tactics board out. I've just noticed that you were you were on the bench that day at Lincoln, where where they were kept on the pitch at half time. Um, yeah. Were you were you brought? Can you? I mean, you maybe can't remember, but you, you, it looks like you came on as you came on as sub. You'd, you'd missed two or three games. Um, did you have to walk onto the pitch, the subs, and all gather around with the players that were out there? Can you remember? I remember it. I really do remember it, and I was quite shocked that I didn't play. Uh, I think well, was I suspended? I might have been suspended the game before, uh, and I was quite shocked I didn't play. Uh, even more so, their manager spoke to me after the game, and he said he was extremely shocked I didn't play. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, I remember it vividly, uh, and, and it's not highlighted like the Phil Brown one at Hull, is it? Because of the league that we played in at the time. Uh, he, he did what he did. Uh, he, he got a reaction, uh, but for me, I was just warming up. I never went anywhere near the, the board. I never sat down in the middle of the pitch. I just warmed up. Uh, and, he, and to be fair, before he took the board out, he shouted on the bench, uh, "Get ready, Jonah, because you're going on." And and that's all I really took from it. Uh, I never got involved in the tactics or anything like that. Uh, at half time, I think it was more of a, a shouting match rather than the tactics match. The tactics at half time, so. Uh, he, he did what he did for his reasons, uh, and whether it, whether people that think that's right or wrong is is perfectly up to them. But uh, I, I didn't get involved. I just went and warmed up, and then obviously came at half time. Probably We've got to check. Good. We've got to check to see if Phil Brown was at that game. There's, there's got to be a good chance that he's taking a note. I'm not sure. We only we only lost one nil in the second half. Is the result he was expecting, but it worked it for him, I guess. What yeah. were you going to say, yeah. Bruce? No, I was just reading some of these other um, questions. There's somebody asking, um, was was Justin Whittle um, much of an influence on you in your time at Grimsby or did you feel that you were already sort of quite experienced by that point yourself without, you know, I mean, to, I mean you always learn from others, don't you? But you were your own man by that point. No, I think every day is a learning day, uh, regardless of what you do or where you're at. Uh, I'm still learning now uh, with regard to the coaching and the, and the game as a whole. Uh, Justin was brilliant for me. Uh, he was, I knew exactly what his strengths were. He knew my strengths. I knew his weaknesses. He knew my, my weaknesses. 
we never really sat down and discussed tactics or all that kind of stuff. Uh, we just, I think when you get a defensive partnership like we had, it, I had with Justin at, at that point, you just know what each other's thinking and you know each, what each other's gonna, about, about to do, which is really, really pivotal and really important. But I never really, I don't copy people. Uh, I go away and analyse my, my, my own game my own way. I know the game's changed now, so we've got analysis all over the place. We have about 20 analysis at the football club at the moment, and, and sometimes you don't know where to turn next. But uh, at that time, there wasn't really any analysis uh, done. So you have to go away and probably reflect on, on the game as a whole. And I never really sat with Justin and talked about the previous games. I never really talked about the, the games coming up uh, because I knew what I needed to do. I knew where I needed to be. And... You become well, the more you play with uh, alongside an individual, you, the more telepathic you come become to to what they're about to do and what they're thinking and what they're about to say. So uh, for that season, yeah, I learned I learned a lot of Justin, but I learned a lot of everybody else, uh, and that was invaluable for for when I moved on. Just thinking about that team, the, the, as you as you alluded to earlier, there were there were some proper um, pros in that team, weren't there? You know. Milden Hall, McDermott, you two at the, you two at centre backs. Crofty had obviously played at the top level. Um, you know, Bolland, Jones. There were there were a lot of experience, and then you got the then you got the sort of the that you got. You know, like your, Gary Cohen was quite young then, wasn't he? He he, he, would, he must have given nearly given Lennon a race. He was pretty rapid, wasn't he? He, he Gary was rapid. I remember his goal against Southend away uh, late on in the game. Uh, when Mildy threw it to him and he ran, ran probably the full length of the pitch and no one could catch him. Uh, and he scored and I think we won the game two. It was, it was, I think it was either 2-0 or 2-1. Uh, no, Gary was... Again, Gary came out of probably nowhere. No one really knew who he was. Russell found him and he was he was pivotal in the second half of the season. Uh, like you're saying, pace scares people and he had it in abundance. I think mum and dad were Olympic athletes or something at, at the 200 metres or something like that. So... Uh, but he was also a lovely, lovely guy, a uh, lovely kid, desperate to work, desperate to work hard, desperate to do well, desperate to learn, uh, and he fitted really well into into our ethos and our and our group. I guess uh, the the question I've got as well is: I, I hope you weren't on the end of any of these Michael Reddy pranks we keep hearing from absolutely everyone else. Michael Reddy stayed as far away from me as possible. <laughs> the, yeah, the one we heard that was—I uh, don't know who was it. Was it from Macca who said that um, he would occasionally use uh, Russell Slade's number with uh, women on a night out? If, if, if Macca says that, then it must be true. Uh, but no, he's never done anything. He, he never did anything like that with me. Uh, I think if you you speak to Michael, I think Michael was scared of me. To be honest, I think that sounded like the safest way to be. If I'm being honest. <laughs> keep 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 him away from you. Uh, what were Alex, you going to ask, Bruce? This, no, no, this is this is good. This is good. Speaking about the, the people we've spoken about, this is a good one. Oh, go on then. I'm just going to do it. Hang on. It's all ready. Literally. Which player would you least like to go out with your sister? Michael Reddy. <laughs> and they were they were good buddies too. They were good mates. Uh, they, used to, they used to share cars then too. So 
Uh, he's a very good judge of a character. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, what was the other ones that we came through? There's quite a few that came. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, I didn't know anything about was was Ter the question about Terrell Forbes, Bruce? Was that a thing? I can't remember anything like that. Can you? Yeah, he'd been involved in. We, we maybe didn't ought to go into it. Um, he'd been involved. Oh in yeah, of course. A bit, a bit like Clayton McDonald, I think. Oh yes, of course. I'd forgotten about that. I was mixing them up with um, Adrian Forbes. I was like, I don't think those two crossed. <laughs> Adrian Forbes. Adrian Forbes scored a belter at Barnet, didn't he? He did score a belter at Barnet. Always offside, otherwise. <laughs> but um, I like Richard yeah. Young's. Uh, Richard Young's not a question, but he says, "Can you thank Rob for buying me and my mates a drink in Tiger Tiger in Newcastle after the Darlington game was called off?" Uh, I, I remember. I, I don't remember buying the guys a drink, uh, but I remember the Darlington game got called off because we were already there, and it got called off late. I think it was. Uh, so we'd had our, already had our Christmas night out sorted. So we were going from Darlington to Newcastle. So we ended up just going straight to Newcastle and, and that was it. Uh, so, yeah, tell me, if I ever see him again, he owes me a drink in return, but uh, I can't remember a thing about it. No, well, I, can't I can't imagine that team in Newcastle. There's a, there's, there's a lot of t town players heading to Sinners or somewhere like that in that place. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Bruce. I thought you were going to ask another. No, there's a mention of Glenn Downey. Um, did he want you out the side after his uh, stuff of legends at Wrexham? We've we've got a bit oh. of a Glenn. De Glenn Downey's a bit of a mythical character in in these parts. Well, Glenn, Glenn and I played together at Gateshead for a little while. Uh, then Glenn, then Glenn left and went to Scarborough. That's where he first came, became known to Russell. Uh, obviously, Russell came from Scarborough across the way. Uh, but yeah, Glenn played in the same team as me at uh, Gated a few times. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the finish at Wrexham, uh, I think, warranted him to play more games and more regular. I think he got frustrated at some point of not being able to play uh, regularly in the, in, the, in the first team. But great guy, uh, really lovely guy. But uh, no, we got along really well. You, you've, you've talked a little bit, Rob. Sorry, Alex. You've talked a little bit about. Um, yeah, your weekends are busy and stuff. Where are you now, and, and just and what what sort of what what you're doing with yourself now, job wise? I'm here in Middlesbrough, so I'm full time in there. Uh, I work with 13s, 14s. I do a little bit with the 16, the 15, 16s, uh, one day a week. And then when I'm when I'm in early, I, I, do, I go down and have a look at the 18s. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, it's 20 minutes from home, uh, which is great, and it gives me an opportunity to handle hand over my experiences and my knowledge to the to the new up and coming potentials uh, and it's great it's great I'm, I just love being on the grass you cannot you cannot ever replicate uh, playing but the coaching side of it is a, is the second best it is we, nice we, if you can stay in the game definitely well, it, we've it, sent it, you I, I just I just muted Rob then but I don't know why <laughs> I was going to say, right. don't worry. We, we've sent you the we sent you the Torquay goal, so you can at least show them as well if they don't believe oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Well, as soon as I finish here, my, my youngest Joseph, who, who, who thinks I can't volley the ball, he, he, I scored. How many headers did you score in your career, Dad? A lots. How many volleys? Oh, two. No, you never. No, you never. No, you never. <laughs> so he, sometimes he knows me too well. 
It's a, is, are there any are there any stories that you hoped would have come up that we haven't asked you? I know that's kind of how long's a piece of string, but is there any a particular moment at town that stands out that you quite like talking about? Or uh, I think there was. I think when I was there, and obviously I can talk about it now. When I was there, there was there was an awful lot of uh, media attention uh, in the more, in the second season when things were going really well about the contract situation. Uh, and I wasn't one who spoke at the end of the season. I was one that spoke to the club in I think it was November, November December. They came to me and asked me if I if I wanted to have a sit down and a chat about uh, extending my contract. Uh, because I mean, brutally honestly, I was on probably a, a third of some of some of the players in in that squad who, who couldn't right. even get the pitch. So uh, I, I I felt that the way I was playing and what I was doing warranted a discussion at least. Uh, and then I went in and they offered me the most derogatory amount of pay rise possible. Uh, so that was me. I just. I, I said thank you for your your offer. Stood up in my chair, walked out, shut the door, and that was me. That was done. And all I wanted was, I wasn't greedy. I've never been greedy in my whole life. Uh, I have my worth as everybody else does, but I, I'm not greedy. I won't won't penny pinch here and there. But uh, for me, all I wanted was parity with some of the other players that were the football club. That's all I wanted. Uh, I didn't want to be the, the, the biggest earner. Uh, I didn't want this, all this money flashed all over the place. I didn't. All I wanted was parity with players that couldn't even get in the team. Uh, and they couldn't come any, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere near that. And that left a, a really bit of taste in my mouth, to be honest, because, yes, first season it didn't go well. The second season, I, I, I was playing well and I knew I was playing well. And I had people, agents, trying to contact me all over the place about going here, working with this guy, this and that, and that. And I wasn't interested. I was there to do a job uh, and I was there to be faithful to Russell after he was faithful in the summer. And then I sat on a table with the three guys and it was a complete and utter waste of time. I, I know it's of no sympathy to you whatsoever, but it's a story that is echoing through um, the, the tenure of the ownership at the time uh, from player to player. It's it's so it's so sad. And, and you can tell if if you say it was just one season... You played one season here, and people still speak about you in 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 such high regard that it shows exactly how what your worth was like off the pitch at the, at the very least. No, it's, it's when you when you when you go to a club uh, and you have to dive in both feet. If you dangle your toe, your toe, you won't be there very long. And I think I, I showed that I was someone who dangled my who jumped in, but with both feet and a little bit more uh, and. I think you endear yourself to supporters when you play with passion. Uh, you play with pride and you play with commitment. And oh, I didn't want rewarding for that. They came to me. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go to them asking for for more money or this, that, and the other extension of contract. Never, never, never once did I. I, I instigate a, a meeting. They instigate the meeting and the the, the consequences behind it. Uh, but no, I, it was just a waste of time. Me walking from one side of the pitch to the other. To get uh, the, the the ridiculous amount of money that offered, uh, probably wouldn't even get me around in Tiger Tiger uh, for them two guys, to be honest. So uh, uh, that's that's how that's how bad it was. I think that that just sort of sums up, you know, the the, the thinking at the time and the way that we the, the the club the club sadly operated for a period after that. Um, that 
that it was short-sighted because if they'd have offered you a fair wage, you know, you'd have probably signed it. If you'd have carried on playing the way you were playing, the club would have earned a decent windfall probably in the transfer fee in in it, within within eight within a year or eighteen months anyway. Um, and and that's and that you know goes back to the, the start of the conversation about how the club, you know, fell and continued to fall when we thought we couldn't go any further at that point. Yeah, it's, it's not about me and what I thought I was worth. It was about the, me understanding what the club felt about me uh, as an individual uh, and what they felt I brought to to the club as a whole. And obviously, with the offer that they gave, not a lot. So that doesn't, as an individual, make you sing and dance. Uh, it makes you question what you're actually doing uh, and why you're doing it. When you, when the people that are making all the decisions and in the end, end of the day, the people that you're actually working for don't see the value in you as an individual. Yeah, I think I think you can safely assume from like Alex said, from what the other players have said that 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 was it was the old dating breakup. It was it's not me, it's you, and it, and it certainly wasn't you. Yeah, well, it got out in the press, uh, and I think they tried their very best. Uh, to try and mute me as much as possible, uh, and I can't remember the guy now who used to do the the Humberside Radio. Can't remember his name now. Uh, and he, John Tonda. <laughs> yes, yes. So he he said to me, "I shouldn't ask you this question because I've been told I'm not allowed." However, I'm going to word it in a way where it'll lead you in to answer the question for all this, all all the fans because they all want they all want to know what's going on. Uh, so I, I'd been muted, not by not not put in individual talk, conversation with me to say you can't talk about this, can't talk about that. I think the people around that in the media and the press were told you can't talk to Rob about this, you can't ask him about that, which I thought was really poor to be honest, because then they're flipping it over and blame it's, it's like uh, I was getting the blame for not signing a new contract or not not agreeing a new deal when that wasn't the case whatsoever. The case was that I didn't feel valued. By the people that in the in the power at the football club, it's as simple as that. My point across to say all I wanted because I think a little bit was a little bit like well, is how is he being greedy? Is he wanting too much money? Is he wanting too much of this? No, no. All I wanted was parity. That was it. That was it. If I had got parity, I'd, I'd have signed a long longer term deal. And yes, you're probably right. I would have been sold, but I would have been sold for an awful lot of money than what I was sold for. And it's it's just. It's this. It's the um, the thought process behind it is the idea that players don't talk to one another. If you go to Hibs or you went to Wednesday, Donny, especially Wednesday in Doncaster, teams relatively close, and they go, "Look, hey Rob, you were at Grimsby. I've been offered enough. What what would you what would you say? You can't say a kind word, can you? No, you, well, you can say a kind word about the football club because it's a lovely football club and it's a family football club. But you couldn't say a kind word about a word about how the the, the club was run at that at that specific point, uh, and and that's probably why each year that I was there, there was a, there was a quite a large turnover of players, uh, and it's it's not just on a whim, is it? It, it? There's a reason behind the fact that players t- are turned over quite rapidly year after year. It's, uh, I think we need to make we need to we need to make this more cheerful, don't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> all I can say is this: out of all the players we offered contracts to last season, only one didn't take it, and that's because they moved closer to home and they play for Northampton. 
So that, that's that's a, that's a great thing, isn't it? Because it shows that people yeah. are happy, players are happy at the football club, players are feeling valued at the football club, and players want to play for your football club. Uh, and that them ingredients bode well, and obviously that's why they're, they're doing what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's either that, or we've got some great private investigators, and we've got a lot of dirt <laughs> on a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's um, yeah. You, you, I've got to think of a positive. I mean, what was it? Where did you stay when you were here? I mean, we don't need postcodes, but where were you? We you, you live local and stuff, and 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 what did you think of the area? I guess. Oh, no, I lived I lived over in Waltham. Oh, that, so okay. I was, I was out by the window near the I golf like club. The, I like the country so excited to stay out of the way. I don't like the hustle bustle. I don't. Uh, but no, obviously, uh, very fond memories of of the football club and, and and of the of the town. My my first son was born there, so he's a codhead. Uh, which I keep reminding him of. Uh, so no, I, it's it's a club that will will f- forever be be held in high regard from from my my thoughts and, and my family's thoughts because in, in essence, uh, I know I went to Stockport first, but it was Grimsby that put me on the map as a as a player of that that stature to to warrant people coming in and actually buying me. So uh, I had a, I love the time. I did. I really did, and I, I, I obviously enjoyed the second season more than the first. That uh, goes without saying. But uh, no, it's such a welcoming football club, uh, such a, a, a hotbed for for wanting the football club to do really well. Uh, and you, you've got the the, the beach right on the end. We used to walk Ethan and and the dogs along the beach uh, when we were there. It's, it was lovely. People just left you alone and. Uh, I had never any trouble whatsoever, and the only probably downside was what we just spoke about. Then the, the rest of it is all upsides uh, from it, and I still speak to to Maka every now and again. Uh, I spoke just just not so long ago, so uh, I speak to Tom Newey uh, every now and again, Bolly every now and again. So uh, you've come away from there with with people that you you speak to and you respect. Uh, I spoke to Russell about three months ago, so for me it's it's a real. A real positive in my career. Uh, it was a it was a massive learning curve from year one to year and two. Uh, I got to play against some really good sides. I got to play in the, some special places, and I, I, I probably got to cement myself of, as a footballer. Uh, obviously, yeah, yes, I started Stockport, but I, I got to cement myself as a footballer centre half uh, within the the second year that I was there. The frying pan is still a cracking chippy. <laughs> the uh, always has the, been the spicy chips. Was it? Is it the spicy chips? It's just a good. It's just a decent chip. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure as a professional footballer, you weren't in there very often. Every Wednesday. It's it, it, North was ahead of him. Tilted barrel for a pint. Every Wednesday, I was in there. We need to um, we need to get we need to get you back and get Ethan a, 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 a football shirt for the for his hometown club. He's actually played <laughs> in the pitch. He's played in the Has he really? Oh, brilliant! So, there was a, uh, a a primary schools tournament about why was he now sixteen? So seven seven years ago, seven six or seven years ago. So the, the final was at Lindelof Park. So he actually played in the pitch. Were you, were you showing him surreal. around? <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't know. I, 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 I was away. I, I was I was away. The coaching or playing or whatever it was. Uh, what was it? Yeah, so I must be still playing. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's actually playing the picture. Yeah. Who'd have thought the last in the family would be a lad to play on it? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't <laughs> score. He didn't score a volley from eighteen yards. I can tell you that. 
<laughs> we'll have to change that, Alex, for the next Broadley game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we just got brilliant. to mix the teams up a little bit instead of having whippersnappers be the uh, the more experienced pros, shall we say? Aye, aye. <laughs> brilliant, but Rob. It has genuinely been a pleasure. Thank you so much, um, and uh, we hope um, we hope to get to see you soon and uh, come back because it's a different thing. It's a different place. It is completely transformed. No, no, no. It's been it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's very easy to talk about football and talk about things that you. You're deeply passionate about, uh, and I, I thank you for the invite. Anytime, absolutely anytime. We'll uh, we'll bring you on to, uh, to the class of defence defending or something like that because um, uh, there's plenty to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. Speak to you soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Cheers, Rob. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Right, I'll just uh, I'll put Rob on the underneath. I don't know if he'll come back, but um, we'll uh, we'll end it there, shall we? Oh, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Well, there you go. How cool was that? That's good, wasn't it? That's good. It was a same old story, but, you know, it's great to hear that everyone's got so much affection for the place. It was familiar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was familiar. It certainly was. Well, um, I think I'm going to Colchester tomorrow. I'm not sure. It's a long old way from Hampshire. Even though it's the other side of London, it's about two and a half hours away. So uh, uh, we'll see. Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Um, I, well, I'm not. I'm not going. Mate. Maisie's got her first game of the season. Um, Who's she up against? They're playing Lincoln, Lincoln United. Oh, got a stuff not, not Lincoln City, Lincoln United. But they're uh, still. You still got to make sure you leave a mark. Told her. <laughs> I've told her. I've told her. She's she's not allowed in the house if they don't win. <laughs> That'd be great, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a Friday night, but um, that was no worries. Really I'll, uh, I'll 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 probably see you on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Speak to you then. And thank you, everyone, for listening. uh, And we'll speak to you soon. See you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye.